Hey guys, welcome to the Killing the Tea podcast. This is Gare and Kate, and we are going to be discussing all things chills, thrills, and kills. Kate and I are going to be talking about our favorite books, TV shows, and movies that are in the thriller or crime fiction genre, as well as some reading habits and other items related to how we met on Bookstagram um, that will fit in with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you have fun and get totally terrified. So. So we both finished The Unmade's Tale this week. Mm-hmm. We have an icebreaker. We don't have an icebreaker. That's the icebreaker. I don't have an icebreaker. I guess I, I could. Hmm. What about like reading corner? Like, what are you reading? Well, I am reading. <laughs> I'm still reading Blood Echo. I didn't finish a single book last week. So I got sixty other things going on. I know I did. So I'm still like literally reading the same thing I was reading a week ago, but I love it. I did get to like 75% today. So good. There's so many things going on. I love how many things are going on. Is Blood Echo, what's the what's the premise of that one? That I always one, get books two and three confused. Yeah, I, I could imagine. The This one like starts off with her going after a really bad guy who likes to um, turn human skin into leather. That's the oh. first guy in that one. But then like that's over in the first like 15%. So book three, I think, is going to be your favorite. <gasps> because so I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. And it's not even, I just remember it being very cinematic in the beginning of the third one um, because of the nice. case that it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. This is something that we've discussed on here that I'm like, you know, um, and nothing against it. A lot of thrillers are trying to be anti-stereotypes when it comes to what you think a serial killer is or could be. And, you know, sometimes like you want that almost like lifetime movie experience of being like, can it just for once be the creepy janitor? (laughs) I want to know it's the creepy janitor. So, yeah, there's some, some stuff coming up there. I'm trying to be more organized. Mm-hmm. I requested a lot in the past month on NetGalley, but you know how oh. sometimes a book might come out in January or February, like publication date, but then on NetGalley, they'll archive it like a month or two earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went and I looked and I was like, listen, like whatever I got approved for, I need to pay attention to the archive date. Yeah. I was approved for um, a... Take notes thriller called all the dark places by terry parlato Mm -hmm. and it is about um a couple who lives in boston and um you know it's very snowy in january and they're celebrating his um his birthday and everybody like their friends come over they all celebrate have a great time and then the next morning he's found murdered (gasps) of course but like I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, like, everybody who was at the party had already left. Like, who killed him? (gasps) It's very atmospheric and creepy, and I love the cover. I have it right here. I purposely (sighs) brought it with me because I got a proof for it on NetGalley, and I was going to start it this week. Forgot to charge my Kindle. Was super bummed because I had to wait for my Kindle to charge. Got the mail, and here it was. So I was like, this is a sign that I need to start All the Dark Places. I'm obsessed with this cover. It yeah. is so amazing. I love um, that. 
I read 25 pages last night. Last night, I did not feel well. I thought Uh, for a second I had like a stomach bug. Yeah. But then I realized that you cannot survive on like one mini scone and like six ounces of water in a day, apparently. So it was basically my own doing. But um, yeah, I read about 50 pages after I got done work today. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, went and got my subway. Yes. Read some of this. Something insane and creepy, creepy, creepy just happened in it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So I'm loving it. It's like multiple POV um the detective the wife of the murdered doctor Mm -hmm. um full cast but like introducing me to like 15 characters in 20 pages but i'm able to keep track of all of them you know like everybody is standing out and um yeah it's just like a really fun police procedural psychological thriller um Uh i'm actually very i don't know if this is i don't think this is her first book Mm -hmm. um she was raised in upstate New York, so I'm very curious to know <gasps> where she's from. Whoa, um, that's cool. But I, um, I'm not sure if it's her first book or not, but I'm really enjoying the multiple POV because I think she's doing a really good job of writing a woman whose husband was just murdered. Like, yeah. she's not immediately like, I need to go find out who did this and like not having no emotion whatsoever. Yeah, your so, average person's probably not going to do that. No, no, your average, like, and I think like the, I think the woman works at like a bookstore, so it's not like she's gonna go from like bookstore to like vigilante. Um, no, no. But if she does, I'll still read it. However, um, it's very at first, good. She wouldn't. Very normal response yeah. to going from like, my husband was murdered when I was sleeping, and now my house is a crime scene, and then returning to the house after like the police. It's just very good. It's very right. Very well written. It's under 300 pages, which just, oh, nice. um, you know, I think that I'm really enjoying it so far. So hopefully I continue to enjoy it. That is so fun. But and yeah. you read you read a Coho book in one day this weekend. Is that what I saw? I read Too Late by Coho. I Sunday, I won't say which ones they were, but I tried to start three books on Sunday none of them were hitting like nothing was happening and i was like the last time i experienced this was in i believe september i read ugly love by colleen hoover and like Mm -hmm. it completely got me out of that reading slump so i just sucked it up cut a couple of books off my list and was like i'll revisit these if i'm in the mood for them i picked up a book called too late by Mm -hmm. colleen hoover and something about it like drew me to that because it's not always the one that people most recommend by her. Um, yeah, I'd never heard of that one. That's kind of what I noticed about it. Yeah, and there's um there's like a a foreword from her in the beginning of the book that's like this is the darkest book I've ever written. Oh, it was something she never planned on publishing. She just kind of had this story in her head and like posted a couple of chapters for free on her website. I guess like back <laughs> in the day. And people were like, I want to read this book. I want to read this book. And she finished it. Like, I think it was kind of an e-copy only. And then eventually Mm -hmm. they, she turned it into an actual physical book because people loved it so much that they wanted to have a physical copy of it. Wow. But it was the darkest book. Yeah. Even for you? Even for me. Wow. A lot of trauma. 
<laughs> I usually forget to do this because I suck sometimes. Like I, a lot of trigger warnings don't affect me the way that they do other people. Unless too. it's like animal violence. Um, yep. <laughs> I don't like to read about like violence against children. I mean, I will read books that yeah. have violence against children, but I can see why that's another one that I'll usually warn people about. But with this one, mm-hmm. I was like, I remember to put in my review on Instagram, like there are trigger warnings. You can slide into my yeah. DMs or look them up yourself. But yeah, right. it was very dark, but something about the way she writes the story. I just could not put it down and I read it in that's so cool. one day. So thank God for Coho for yes. always being there for me Saving on a Sunday. Saving your reading slums. Don't know what to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and like tons of other people too, I bet. Yeah, because I also read um, uh, on Saturday, I devoured The Personal Assistant by Kimberly Bell. <gasps> I don't have that one yet. I want to read. It's getting such good reviews. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, that's so fun. I love it. And I need you to read it because I did not skim at all. I read Uh word for word because I loved it so much. Yeah. There was like one thing that I just was like, I think it was left to your imagination or I had missed something. Mm. So like, I'm dying to talk to you about it. So (gasps) that would be fun. We have to get, because I think it's what, November 29th? Is that what it is? Is it that soon? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, November. Nice. It's one of the books that's holding my laptop up right now. <laughs> I for I gotta... some reason thought it was like January. So that's exciting. No, I think it's November 29th. Nice. Because that's okay. why I read it this month. That's yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Cool. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was a really good weekend. Um I for reading two yeah. books. Um I perfected what I consider like my skincare routine that works for <gasps> my type of skin, which just feels nice. amazing to have the products in my that. hand that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody's looking for a really good cleanser, the Tatcha, I think it's called the gentle rice cleanser, but it's like the tube. It's the purple one. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried using the green one. And it's more of an exfoliant and it was so rough on my skin. I broke out, Ooh. but the, Oh, that's not good. The you gentle, break out yeah, from the, exfoliation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because I shave. Oh, so my yeah. skin's already like a sense. little. Yeah. My skin's already like a little like sensitive. And then if I yes. put an exfoliant yes. on it, it's like, what are you doing to me? You know? Yep. Taking me Is through the ringer. The deep cleanse. That's in a green tube. That's the one that did not work for me. Oh, okay. That one has the gentle exfoliating cleanser. Okay. You're right. So we're. Yep rice wash the soft rice cream wash cleanser. amazing okay. there we go that uh, i amazing. mean that sounds nice amazing it's a little pricey it's like 30 something a tube but i feel like yeah. that's not too bad for t- the tatcha brand or skincare mm-hmm. in general yeah. um and then for the because the winter is officially here and it's like 30 it degrees has, it is here yeah my skin is getting dry so i yep. use this really thick moisturizer by the ordinary Mm. Um, and it's like ten dollars, but it's that's amazing. Fantastic. So I've been wanting to try. You know how Glossier? Do you get those ads for their balm? Like oh, everyone yeah. loves their balm, and I've never tried it, but they have like such mm-hmm. yummy scents. So I'm almost convinced because I get I'm getting hangnails because my skin's getting dry. So yeah, I need it. yeah, yeah. I 
100% believe in treating yourself when it comes to skincare, but also yeah. in the winter, because for me, like in the summer, I can put on whatever moisturizer as long as it's not thick and that's fine. Cause I yeah. normally have like pretty greasy skin. Yeah. But, yeah. This moisturizer and this skincare duo, just killing it. That's the best. I love finding that stuff. And I got pizza hut. <gasps> that sounds so good right now. I must be a little bit hungry. <laughs> I got, you know what the thing is? I was like a big fan of like pan pizza until the last time I had it. And my body was like, you are 35 now. You cannot huh? eat pan you cannot eat pan pizza because way too greasy for you. And I like oh woke up gosh. at like three o'clock in the morning and had really bad heartburn and had to take like Tums. Oh, so that's the worst. I tried their hand toss and I was a man obsessed. <gasps> that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. Very impressed. Pizza Hut. Oh my gosh. I love pizza so much. I love Incredible. their stuffed crust pizza. That was our fate. I have not had that in like 15 years. Yeah, I've had it a lot in the last 15 years. <laughs> so good. So yeah, good. it's amazing. There was one, I was in an apartment right after college, and there was one like a couple miles away. We ate a lot of it. Good days. I'm a big fan. I used, I actually really love Domino's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Domino's person, but yeah. there is like not one. I mean, I think like the closest one's like 45 minutes to an hour away from me. Yeah, that's not close. Unless I go to Canada, then it's only 15, 20 minutes away from me. So, well, oh, Canada. Me. Oh, Canada. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking, speaking of, of Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you are um you are a genius. So we both yeah, are. why don't you do the honor yeah. of telling everybody what we're going to be discussing on today's episode because I was completely obsessed with this idea and when you said it I was like in full preparation mode in regard yep. to just having all of my ducks in a row. <laughs> Yes, all of your female leads in a row. Because oh my god! Yeah, it's like my literary talk... version of the Spice Girls. It is. <laughs> Wait, did you do books? Because that'll be interesting. Because I did TV shows. I did books. Nice. So we'll have some variety. This will be actually really cool. Then, yeah, yeah, that actually works really well. Yeah. Well, I still have. We still haven't told the people if they haven't guessed already. Uh-huh. But <laughs> we are we are going to talk a little bit about the Handmaid's Tale because both of us finished cool. that this week, and then our our I don't know why I can't say that word. Our favorite. Hopefully just five, but who knows how many we'll end up saying are five <laughs> favorite female leads or strong female leads. So we'll see if we can keep it to five each. So, yeah, I think in my mind, when I heard characters, I just immediately thought books. Yeah. I had in my mentality, the women who could either survive or take down Gilead. I like that. I love that, that is exactly like what I was just like, I need my band of baddies to just that come That is pretty much like, who I picked if I'm now that I'm looking at it. So I would agree. Take down. Um, I actually was wondering too, because there's two, possibly three. Okay. So I had mm-hmm. six because I like remembered one little nugget and I was like, no way. Can I leave her out of my yeah. like 
Gilead Spice Girl crew here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very curious to hear your TV characters because yeah. there's one in particular that I would choose, but I think you're too young. You think I'm too young? I'm only five years younger. I think you're too young. Okay. I believe you then. I think you're too young, but you kick it off. You kick okay. it off, girl. Well, I guess what I will say is, one, I always love Handmaid's Tale. Always. Same. Every single season, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is great TV. And this season, I felt like 100% convinced that it's one of those few perfect TV shows out there. So I have some pretty strong feelings about it. Um, it always wrecks me like every single season. And I'm still like more please. And it did it again. So you can definitely go into that prepared for that. I also, what I really loved about this season is I felt like there was a really big focus on that quote. That's like, um, when, when trying to defeat monsters and make sure you don't become one yourself. And it felt like that was like the through line of that whole season. And I felt like they kept like bits of that in every single episode. And I really loved it. I can't say anything. I can't top that. <laughs> Done. You're like, I liked Have a good it. night. <laughs> um, so I agree with everything you said. I was one of the people who began to feel a little burnt out from the show toward the end of season three and throughout a few episodes of season four, mm-hmm. where I felt like at the end of season four, when this season five came out, I was like, I'm going to check it out. If I fall off, I fall off. And if I finish mm-hmm. it, I finish it. And yep. I had talked to a, other, a couple of other people who felt very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just like, oh, like, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Because I was one of those people that was like, I kind of felt like at some, at certain points I got, I got it. I understood what was going on. I was following mm-hmm. it and I knew why it was happening. But there were a few times where June had completely infuriated me. <laughs> oh, and you said that. There were a few times in the show where I was like, are they just having her do things that I can't picture her doing just to have the show be 10 episodes long instead of five or six? Right, right, right. Um, But this one I completely just captivated. Yeah. I call it, this is like my like, guaranteed reads like stamp of approval is like uh, yes. this season was the show that I watched without picking up my phone yes I agree like I was like I can't I, I'm not looking at anything sometimes Except, you know you know what it is. You, you're sometimes you're watching a Google. show and you 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 text your friends back or you're scrolling through yep. Instagram when something's kind of like slows down in the pacing yes. there was none of that this season and you know what the no. funny thing is I can tell that you also had that stamp of approval because the past week, for no <laughs> reason other than us catching up on Handmaid's Tale, like, yeah, we were not, we were talking every day, but not as often throughout the day because no. we were like finishing up Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Oh, so, so good. Yeah, it completely captures your attention. Yeah. And you're so going to, you won't know what's happening if you stop paying attention. That's like another part of it. There was nothing, it was, I feel like it was very action-packed. There was nothing that I was like, 
I can take a break to go get a snack or go fill my mm. water bottle. Like it's like I have to pause things to do whatever I'm thinking of doing. Yes. Yeah. I literally saved it for when Tyler was out of town so that I could watch it as uninterrupted as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked. So good. So good. It's my favorite yeah. season of the show so far. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. I Season two is, I remember season two being really powerful as well. The ending at least, but this one was really fantastic. There's one character who was unlikable. Well, I think there were multiple. (laughs) There's one character. Okay. I guess I should say there's one character who's unlikable that I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. That the actress that plays her Mm -hmm. did such an incredible job that there was no redeeming qualities about her other than the fact that the actress did such a good job that I wanted to find something likable about her just because the actress did fantastic. And I'm talking about Aunt Lydia. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. There is a scene. Her performance is The finale. There's a scene in the finale where Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel bad for you and I know that I should not. Yep. Incredible. If I ever see that actress in public, I'm just probably going to get teary eyed and hug her and just be like, I love you. Like you you are the reason (laughs) you are the reason that, you know, how well somebody acts is just as important as how well somebody writes a character. So important. Because, yeah, you're not on her side at any no. point. You no. never feel like you're on her side. But and that's not even a spoiler. The other like, hallmarks of the no. show yeah. is it makes you feel everyone's feelings, whether you're on their side or not. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like, even when I, when I finished watching it, I was telling Tyler, I was like, every time I watch that show, I am like, you can do so much with all of your characters. Every single character can be like real and even at odds with the other characters. But if they feel real, like you're willing to watch the scene. The acting in that show, even if it's somebody that you don't like, the character is awful. Somebody on that show with their acting capabilities can do something small enough, like blink at the right time. And you just want to burst into tears. Yeah. It's totally true. Or like move their eyebrow and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to yeah. fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Or just completely kill like one line of dialogue. It's incredible. Yes. yes. there. So Anne Dowd is the actress yes. who plays Aunt Lydia. And I just, I wanted to look up her name because I remember she was nominated for an Emmy as a supporting actress in the first season. Didn't think there was any way she would win against the competition. And so she didn't go. And then she won it and then like was like crying online was like, I didn't even think that like, I didn't think there was any way that like I should fly over for this. And she won it back then. She had, she like really brings that character to life. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always am like very, I pay more attention to supporting actors and actresses because those are always the ones that like kind of surprise me or I feel like kind of get glanced over like Mm -hmm. let's be honest the past two three years like I knew Zendaya was gonna win best lead at the Emmys right yeah because nobody has that talent nobody's touching especially at like 22 23 years old I know so I knew that but yeah Ann Dowd deserves another nomination this year 
she does she really does it's so impressive the guy who plays uh let's see bradley whitford who played joseph lawrence who plays joseph lawrence mm-hmm. he plays him so well too Ivan Strahovski. Like, yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Serena. Now we can just list everyone. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's everyone. That is part of what pulls it together. Mm-hmm. Or a big part of it. Is that girl? There's a young girl, the blonde. Is it Kieran mm-hmm. and Shipka? Is she in that? The Are you talking about the one who's kind of friends with Janine this season? Yeah. Let me look. Esther. Her name's McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. Okay, so McKenna Grace and Kieran and Shipka look exactly alike. Um, she always but, reminds me of someone. But McKenna Grace is powerful. Yes, she in is. In this show. She is yeah. incredible. Yeah, she kills it. So, that would be oh my our gosh, theme. They are the same person, though. They really are. Right. Uh, Kieran and Shipka, I think, is Sabrina. She's like the new yes sabrina from whoever did the riverdale Mm -hmm. yeah netflix yeah i think it's the same creators of riverdale though i think it's like the same same universe yeah 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 (laughs) i'm just kicking stuff now (laughs) you're like i said what i said so yeah so that's our theme just badass women who take down and destroy gilead or at least could be a part of like mayday or any of the organizations taking them down incredible incredible yeah. such a good such a good decision i was so proud yeah. of my little kate's great <laughs> i mean you added the second part it was a it was a team effort i did not add anything did. no i did not no, yeah. you came up with the idea and I was like, oh my God, I got to get my list started. <laughs> this is all you. This is and all I, you. And this I'll isn't just me credit. because I was actually listening to the episode that we recorded when yeah. I was like, oh my yes. God, this was such a good idea. And you're like, okay, well, it was your idea. <laughs> I was like, and I that was yours. <laughs> I'm reading the DM that you sent me with this idea. So, yeah. but no, this, this was all you. I just, I'll take, it. I'll take credit. Just, I just made my list and went with it. Yeah. So. Who's your first who's your first lady? So this one is my I would venture to say favorite protagonist female protagonist of all TV. <gasps> but I don't think you've watched it. And it is Dolores from Westworld. One of the coolest characters ever in so many ways. Like some of it is because like the show is so into like what is consciousness and like what makes us real so like some of it is the writing is always good but Mm -hmm. she is the biggest and baddest bitch in all of tv (laughs) and i am obsessed with her and i am literally in mourning over the fact that they were supposed to give us a fifth season and canceled it so such bullshit things are rough but i really love dolores still that show was super hyped and also had like a insane cast and everything and i was really surprised to hear that it was canceled after four i don't understand how it happened honestly like it is like everyone was tweeting this season like i don't feel like it like dropped off i have no clue where that came from you know what the thing is too that really sucks is hbo's like done this before yeah when it's like a one season show i 
I kind of right. get it, right? But yeah. when you when you create a fan base because you gave yeah. viewers four seasons, you deserve something. So I, I used to watch the show called Looking. Mm-hmm. And it was about like a group of gay men in um, San Francisco who were like friends. It was kind of like a more like updated, like gay man, sex in the city yes. show, I guess. And yeah. after season two, it got canceled and HBO... Mm-hmm got a lot of heat for it so they like mm-hmm. made a looking movie to wrap up everyone's mm-hmm. storyline okay so maybe maybe they'll do that maybe. for us what they i should. will say is it's not like it ended on what you would call like a complete cliffhanger okay so there's at least that that can kind of make us feel a little bit better like the ending was kind of just like it was like it's one of those shows where definitely i mean that happens on a lot of shows but where like each season there very much is like just one thing like one big boss thing that's happening Mm kind of like a video game and so it's like she did defeat the problem of that season but like also you could still wrap up some other stuff so thankfully it wasn't like the big like it wasn't like we thought someone was we didn't know someone was alive or something Mm -hmm. but i'm still so sad so terrible but she's awesome she reminds me of she would she would be really great with june is that evan rachel wood yes that's evan rachel wood i also love her she's yeah she's really good she's really good amazing um she's great on podcasts too I just, man that sucks that was one of those shows that i was like maybe like one day i'll get into that what I will say is you you really could. So like if you really are ever wanting a show, yeah. you could still if you knew the end was the end in season 4, you'd be like, "Okay. Like that's cool." So you still could if you're ever just like have so much time on your hands. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine se- it's going to jump to the top of your list. But maybe on season could. 84 of our podcast when I finally have time on my hands, like after I retire right. and everything. Yeah. We're just um, in a home together catching up on TV shows. Oh my God. Now I'm really looking forward to that. That would be really fun. <laughs> like, give oh. us our sweatshirts. Crank mm-hmm. the AC. Yes. Um, well, mine, I guess. I guess I'll fall into mine because mine is um, a book character who um, is the book was adapted into a movie and she's the baddest bitch of bad bitches. <laughs> well, we're both saying that now, but yours is the baddest of, of TV book adaptations. Um. Yeah. Well, movie Amy Dunn. Oh, yes. Yes. That's what I figured. That's where I thought Amy, we were headed. Amy Dunn. <laughs> If anyone could be toxic enough to outmaneuver the men of Gilead, it would be her. Amy Dunn would leave ashes and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. My girl yeah. Amy would just completely crush Gilead. She really She'd would. probably beat the shit out of June too, because like when June makes those like irrational decisions that were like, well, this is good for the show, but like I don't think that this woman would actually do this. Like she would be like backhanding June. She actually you, Amy Dunn would beat the shit out of everybody in the show. Let's be honest. Saying, and and you just have a bone to pick with June. You just do. Sometimes I do. I yeah. want what's I want. It's you know what it is, is it's kind of like you know how you have those friends that always ask you for advice and then you give them the advice and the next day they're like, 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I am that friend. We all are. That's June to me. June's that friend that like, you're like, you know, like when you're watching a scary movie, like, honey, run to the neighbors. Don't run upstairs. Don't run to your basement to hide. Like run. But June would be like, oh, I have this brilliant idea. I'm going to run up the stairs, but I'm going to try to climb out my bedroom window and like shimmy down my like rain, (laughs) whatever. What's that called? It was called it a rain drain pipe. Drain pipe, pipe. I think it was called it a rain drain, but that didn't make much sense. But like, yeah, I mean, it would be like sense. June's like, I'm not gonna run out the front door. I'm gonna run upstairs, shimmy down that thing, and then like try to like escape somebody. Meanwhile, the killer actually went out the front door and is like standing there waiting for her. Then she has to climb back up. <laughs> I, feel I you, want I feel what's you. best for her, but she just know. you're yelling at your TV and. Girl June is not listening. No, she's not. She does what she thinks she should. Or she acts impulsively based on her anger. Yep. Well, that would be why I probably don't have a problem with her. (laughs) I guess I also listen. Like, I would not. I get it. Trust me. Like, I get it. Right. But I also, I'm not a woman. So I'm like. I would not make that decision if I were a woman in that position, but I also don't know what it would be like to fear being a woman in that position. Just all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, listen, I still, I root for all women and I root for June, but she just sometimes doesn't make the best decisions. Yeah. You're not wrong. But I still love her and I still don't want to see anything bad happen to her. No, we've got to get Hannah. We've got to. So I've been waiting for it from the beginning. Yep. We'll get there. Yeah. Maybe next season's the last season. It is. I'm glad. I do think it's time. I I don't, I didn't need to be an eight, nine, 10 episode or 10 season show. Could you imagine? No, I'm not Amy Dunn. I know that that's impossible, but could you imagine if you turn on your TV like a year from now Mm -hmm. and you're watching the premiere and like Rosamund Pike? pops into fucking handmaid's tale yeah this could be almost be like me being psychic i don't think she would it could be i don't know but we'll have to see hopefully someone listens and makes it happen for us hey guys i hope you enjoyed part one of this episode if you did make sure that you come back on thursday for part two and don't forget to stay up to date with everything that we're reading and talking about on our instagrams at Gare Indeed Reads and at the girl with the book on the couch. Links are also in the show notes, so make sure you follow.